Good evening and welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're talking about living in a foreign country. Yes, we're we're talking about living in a foreign country, not as in the fact that we've ever lived in a foreign country. We've We've temporarily. Well, we've been to foreign countries and we spent... That's I, like, I, I kind of want to talk about that because you yeah. can learn some things from, like, like, uh, like when I went to Somalia. Right. Even if I dressed like the people who live there, they knew I wasn't from there. Well, that was really obvious. <laughs> but I mean, okay. Yeah. That one would be obvious. But let's say I went to somewhere else, like Europe. Mm-hmm. And I could look like everybody, mm-hmm. but once I opened my mouth, oh Bulgaria, Paulina told me that you know the way you look, you could be a Bulgarian until I opened my mouth, and then everybody knew I was not a Bulgarian. And everybody knew a lot of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, to start with, I, I just want to go to some verses to get where get you going on what the concept is we're doing here. Okay. Um, I've got some written down. Let's see if they're the same. Okay, John eighteen thirty six. Jesus answered, "My kingdom is not of this world." Nope, that wasn't one of mine. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered unto the Jews. But my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, can I say something about mm-hmm. that? So, if we're part of Jesus's kingdom and it's not of this world, then that means we're not of this world. Yeah, basically, what it is. Yep, that's what we're saying. <coughs> yes, go on. So, there's a lot of things about. There's a lot of. Do things. you have another one? Yeah, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, and I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. We are in. Um, we're we are meant to be in the world, but not of the world. This is not our home. This is not mm. where we are. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got some. Hmm. Okay, so. Oh, I thought you were already already. Well, I is. I is. <laughs> no, I haven't written down. I just you know. Uh, Okay, for so First Peter two eleven, beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. And then I'll just go to twelve. This is why keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, on account of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So I. I will say, you know, when you go to a foreign country, first you know you're going to a foreign country. You know you're not going to be at home. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to be homesick. Sometimes it does. But it's always in the back of your head that this is not forever. I had a warrant officer when I was in the Army. Um, when I was in the 519th, I had a warrant officer from C- with Cuban ancestry. And he was first generation Cuban. And I went through Spanish class, and he was... I had trained in Russian first, and then I went through Spanish. And I was about to take a trip um, south, and we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I don't know if my Spanish is good all enough. that good. Yeah. And he said, oh, don't worry. He said, your Spanish could be perfect. You'll still be a gringo. <laughs> They're going to know that you're not from there. Don't yeah. worry about that. The fact that you're trying is enough. Well... That's one of the one of the first things I, I got a few things I want to okay. talk about when we're talking about what it's like being in a foreign country. The first thing is you always always are concerned about, and mm-hmm. one of the first hurdles and challenges you're going to run into is language. Mm-hmm. Speaking the language of the locals. Mm-hmm. 
even if you have a lot of things in common with them, even if you are in the same situation or you're, you're, um, you have a same, similar background, all of those things, the language will always be a challenge. You know it's what? going to be different. The way you speak is going to be different. And, and English... Even just, English, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and let me, let me go into that just a little bit from a language point, just, just a touch here. Um, English is one of the most challenging languages in the world to learn. I was blessed to have that as my native language so that it's easier for me to speak it. But you can go to a lot of English-speaking countries, and there are all sorts of different words for different things, that even there it's a little bit different. But in other languages, um, they don't follow the same rules, the same... Right. We have more rules than anybody else. So even if we try and say the right words in another language, we'll usually say them in our order, which even then they Isn't know you're not from here. Right. Because of the order of things. Like Russian, you can... Take all the words in the sentence, throw them up in the air, and wherever they land on the table, put them in that order, and it still means the same thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for us, it doesn't work that way. So, Unless you're Yoda. No matter how hard you're trying, no matter how much you're working at it, uh, there's going to be a difference in language. And as Christians, it has to be the same way, too. We think about things in a different perspective. Than people who aren't Christians. Than people who aren't Christians. The people that, that are not believers don't understand why we say the things we do how we say the things we do, what our motivation is for the things that we say, what the meaning is behind what we say. People can say the same thing mm-hmm. and have completely different meanings. You know what, what It's I like want... that Crowder song that we sing that I just love. It gets stuck in oh, my head all the time. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. We're playing, we're praying about how God is good, God is God, and God is Almighty. If somebody else says that, they're usually cursing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a contrast with the exact same words. Yes, or even Jesus' name. So it depends where, yeah, and it depends where your where your residency is mm-hmm. on how you use those words. I wanted to say one of the neat things, so both of us have gone to a few different countries, mm-hmm. and uh, I do, I, and like I said, you always know that you're in a foreign country. You know it's not your home, but you can enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I think one of the neatest things when you go to a different country, the neatest things is meeting the people, mm-hmm. the people that inhabit that country. <clears throat> and I think there is a lesson there of us believers to go into this world that is not our home mm-hmm. and meet the people who live in the world and who have not accepted Jesus yet, that that should be the best thing. We get to know them. Get to know people who need Jesus because that's why Jesus came. But I think we need to keep it in the back of our mind that this is not our home. And so there are going to be times that we will mess up. Like like we go to a foreign, lang- foreign country and we speak their language, but we're going to mess up when we speak it. Unless you've lived there for years and years and you are really immersed. But still, you still might mess up. But we are going to mess up when we interact with people who don't know Jesus yet, but that's okay. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> again, if we take, like, Jesus' as ex- the example of Jesus, there we go. That's good. <laughs> Jesus as the example is too much of a sentence. The examples of Jesus. We look at what Jesus did. Jesus probably, for generations in his family, no one had ever spoken to a Samaritan. Mm, and yeah. yet, he took the time to specifically seek out a Samaritan woman. Yeah. Um, culturally, there would be 
there was no connection with the Romans. And yet, he interacted with them as humans Mm -hmm. as, as he would anywhere else. But, the thing we have to be careful about, and I agree with you wholeheartedly in the fact that one of the best parts, best parts of traveling is getting to know the people and see the people. Mm-hmm. Just the average everyday person is just so, it's just amazing. It's so interesting to see different perspectives, different outlooks on life, different ways of looking, and then sharing the commonality that we have of, of being human, being children of God, you know, the smiles, the laughter. Mm-hmm. Children are the same all over the world. and yeah. I don't care if they're playing in Disneyland or they're playing in a... Um, Garbage dump in Somalia. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. They laugh. They do all sorts of interesting things. So, But we have to be careful, too, because I know that there have been people in ministry, too, that have gone too far oh, in yeah. trying to... Reach um, Well, they, they've tried so hard to fit in with the world mm. that they lose themselves in the world. Yeah. And that's not what we're meant to do. No. We are not... Moving to a foreign country forever. We're right. here for a, we're here temporarily. We're here for a time. So we do what we do, knowing that this is short term. This is not permanent. And that's that's why I thought I, I was thinking about this when I took a walk this morning with the dogs, and that I was looking up. I was looking at. It was kind of chilly. I had my coat on, and just thinking how beautiful it was and how beautiful it'd be in heaven and. I think that's why we need to keep that in the back of our mind, that our citizenship is in heaven. So then when things happen here on earth, whether good or bad, we are not going to put what they call all our eggs in one basket. I mean, we're not going to, we're going to enjoy the good, we're going to endure the bad, but we know it's not the end. None. We should be able to stay in God's <clears throat> peace no matter what happens. Yeah, and I think... We should always be looking forward to the expectation of going home. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many sci-fi movies can you list of people that are stranded stranded, and just they just want to get home? Yeah, yeah. You know, there was one, I remember there was one about a time travel thing. He just was hoping that he would. He was leaping quantum leap. He oh. kept leaping into different time frames in, in history, and he just kept waiting for the one where he'd actually leap back to where he was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, E.T. Wanda Just phone to go home. home. All yeah. these things are, are, all those things are there because that is a common human condition. It's a common sentiment. It's a common feeling. There are times when we're places and say, you know, this is nice, but I really want to go home now. Yeah. And I think as Christians, we, we, we in our heads, we know that. Yeah. In our hearts, we have to we have to keep our hearts guarded somewhat from the world around us, so that we understand that you know I can love the fruit and the flowers and the animals and everything in this world, and I do, I truly do. There's so many things in life that just make me so happy, but I know that in heaven they're going to be that much better, beyond my comprehension, better. So I do. Look forward to the time when I get to go home. I wanted to read... Um, but that doesn't mean you don't make the best of your time right, here. Obviously, right. you make you the best of your time it. here. And uh, and you do the best you can with what you have. And, yeah. and what we have is, is a fallen world. And we just watched... What is that show? We just, Grand Designs? Yeah. Grand Designs? Okay. And and it's uh, the host, which uh, he's a really neat guy. He uh, 
takes us through where a, a couple, a family, are building a house. And so they're, they're mm-hmm. all different kinds of houses. And the one we just finished watching was, well, they spent 1.3 million pounds on it, which is like almost double what is like 4 million bucks. And so you can imagine it was really, it was it was a mansion. And it was really neat, but I don't think I want to, would want to live in it. And um, um, I'm not sure why I even brought that up. But I'm, I'm not sure either. It's a good show. Maybe yeah. someone needs to know. And it's Whatever. an interesting show. Yeah. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. So, But I want to go to Hebrews 11. Now, Hebrews 11, if you don't know this, is called the faith chapter. Because the writer of Hebrews, uh, he, she... Um, <laughs> Okay, I kind of think it was written by a woman because it's not named, but this is Jane's opinion, so it's yeah, not... Yeah, she's not trying to be gender neutral. <laughs> if it was there. written by a man, he would put his name on it. But anyway... Let's just Okay, let's go, go past. <laughs> anyway, it's filled with people from <clears throat> um, the, the, the story of faith, like Abraham and Noah and Enoch, and, and about all these people who trusted God, who had faith in God. And so I just want to read, I want to go down to um, 9 through 13 is what I want to read. And 9 is talking about Abraham. By faith, Abraham lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore also there was born of one man, and him as good as dead as at that, as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable, innumerable as a sea, sand, which is by the seashore. All these died in faith, without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. That's mm-hmm. verse 14. Mm-hmm. And then later it talks about this was... It talks about the, the, the sufferings they had. They were 37 and 38. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, because God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us they should not be made perfect. But that was, I guess some of that maybe didn't apply, but it does, because we all are living for Jesus and we're all looking to that far country, which is heaven. Yeah, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And mm. if I go, I'll return for you. And that, <clears throat> there's a, well, it's a series of books that were made into a series of movies. And it, uh, it's, it's all very, it's, it's all very interesting. But I always think of, when I think of this concept, I kind of think of the Chronicles of Narnia. I was thinking of Aslan, too. Well, I was the thinking, land of Aslan. Yeah, kind of. But what I was thinking of is these kids. Yeah. This, the story behind this, this is set in England during World War II. And the kids are sent away from their parents to protect them from the bombing of London. So they're shipped out to the country to relatives or and that really relatives. Happens. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Relatives yes. or sure tail relatives or, or even just acquaintances, they ship these kids way out and put them in places they're not familiar with. And they might have wonderful adventures there, but they really just want to go home. Mm-hmm. They really just want to go home to their parents, to the life that they know they're supposed mm-hmm. to be leaving, leading. And in the process, of course, the C.S. Lewis uh, books, in the process, of course, they encounter and discover God and, and God's love in, um, in a fantastical world on the side. But I, I just, I think about that, too, and the fact that um, in some ways I feel like a kid that got dropped off somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting to go home. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun here. There's mm-hmm. fun things to do. There's neat things you can and scary things. You can do. Some things are scary. Some things are really fun. Um, there's a lot of things that God created that we can enjoy in this world. But this world is not... This world belongs to, to Satan right now. And so it is a fallen world. So we will see death. And we will see destruction. And we will see hatred and violence and pain and suffering. And we have to remember that um, that's not the way God intended it. And this no. is not God's home. And in heaven, there will be nothing. There will be no tears. There will be no more pain. There will be none of those things because that's what he intended. Mm-hmm. And while we're here for this little while, this this little vapor of a life that we have, um, we will go through these things and we will endure these things with the world that we have created through sin. But as believers, we also understand that this is not our home. This is not the end. Yeah. And that's... that. I feel so bad for people that are atheists or non-believers who just think that, well, when it's all over, I'm just going to close my eyes and that'll be it, I'll be dead. I feel terrible for them for multiple reasons, obviously, because that's not true. Biblically, there's hell follows, not nothing. Yeah. Um, or heaven if you're saved. But also, really? This yeah. is the best there is? Yeah, there's got to be something better. Uh, God bless the guidance counselors that keep telling kids that high school is the best years of their lives. Oh my I gosh, hope do they not. Still say that? I had a high school kid that was a senior that was laughing and told me. They said, "Boy, I sure hope this isn't the best years of my life. I hope there's something better than this." And I just laughed with her because obviously there is. But when you look at the world from the world's perspective, everything's glittery and shiny, and, mm-hmm. and that's the advertising. Yeah. That's, that's the, the surface. That's the travel brochure that you pick up when you mm-hmm. go on vacation. Mm-hmm. You pick it up and everything's perfect and shiny and they only show you the beautiful side of things. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the ugly side of it until you get in it. And once you're in it, then you're there and you see the de- the, the, the all the stuff that's not shown in the travel brochures. Oh, but the thing about the... The vac- thing about heaven is yeah. that travel brochure is truthful. Mm-hmm. And it's so truthful that we can't even imagine how good it's going yeah. to be. That's that's different. That's the other thing. You brought up vacations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think everybody feels this way. If you go on a vacation, whether it is just to visit long-distant family or whatever it is, one of the best parts is when you get home. I just want to go home now. This has been fun. It is for us. I hope, it, I hope it is for everybody. I, I hope it I is. I hope your home is a safe haven where you That's what it's come into the yard and say, ah, finally I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go visit our son Peter in, in Spearfish. It's only a couple hours away. But every time I every time I go driving home, 
the landmarks as I get one step closer and one step yeah, closer and one step closer. Home. You just get to where you start relaxing as you get closer because you just want to take that deep breath. And like Pete's one of Pete's favorite TV shows, you want to come in and unbutton your pants because you're home. <laughs> you know. Wait, which one is that? The Goldbergs. I think the, the dad actually takes his pants off when he walks in the front door every day. Oh, I'm glad. Walks in, takes his pants okay, off. Okay, you look good without your pants, but thanks for keeping them on. Yeah, I don't. I don't normally <laughs> walk in the house with my pants off. But we are not to. Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." Mm. And I think. Uh, oh. Yes. Paul also mentions that no one is, there is no one that has an excuse for not seeing God because yeah, they see it. Yeah, that's in the first chapter of Romans. Yeah, they see, you can see it in his creation. Yeah. And I think that's also part of this. Through the renewal of our mind, then we can see what God intended mm, oh, in his creation. Oh, that's good. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Because there are a lot of things that are good and acceptable and perfect in this world. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things where we see a glimpse of what God intended, a glimpse of what God, you know, when you see that perfect sunrise or that perfect sunset and you see God painting with all those colors, yeah, that is gorgeous. And that is just a glimpse of, of, of what's to come. Babies. Oh, yeah, babies. Come on, babies. Any baby. I don't care who they are. Babies are a glimpse of heaven. You just get that instant even animal babies, except for... Oh, of course animal babies. Not mice and rat babies. Well, yeah. even in Maybe their own way. Some. Even in their own way. Babies are something special. And that new birth and that new creation, that just puts me in the mind of heaven every time when I see that. Because I think, you know, when we see a baby, when I saw my grandson for the first time, it's when I saw my today. children for the first time. Yes. Happy Two birthday, Weston. When, when you see those things... I think you get a glimpse of what God intended mm. before the world gets a hold of it. Mm. Before mm-hmm. it, before it's <clears throat> the blemishes and the problems and the diseases and the, and the suffering and all the other things happen. You get to see that little glimpse of what God wants. And I think, I think when we truly accept Christ, we get to see that better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because we understand the difference. It's like seeing a beautiful reproduction Mm-hmm. of something compared to looking at the original. Mm. And you can look at the reproduction and say, that's really nice. Until you but see I the know real one. If you know the real one, you can look at a reproduction and say, well, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the real one. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for us as Christians on this earth. We, we can look and say, you know, this is really, really nice. But mm-hmm. I know the real one is yes. better. I wanted to bring up how, how um, in Second Corinthians 5, 20, uh, oh, 18 through, through 20, okay. um, Paul calls us ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were entreating through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So, the reason for it, an ambassador, it, an ambassador like a Bulgarian, I'm sure we have a Bulgarian ambassador, probably in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., mm-hmm. that is a person 
a Bulgarian citizen who lives in the U.S. at the, the Bulgarian embassy, and that person represents the, the head of Bulgaria. And so whatever that person says, he or she talks to their, the head of their, their country, and they do what that, the ambassador's voice is supposed to be the voice of the leader of the country. But they only do what the leader tells them to do. They will not go against what the leader says. But that, even that, um, even that, that title shows mm. that we are not in our own world. Right. Because we are an ambassador from another country. And one other thing is, if you ever travel, if you're an American, if you get in trouble, the one thing they say is they say, go to the American embassy. If you lost your passport, go to the American embassy. Mm-hmm. So we're the, you know, like the church is almost like God's embassy in a well, sense. In, in a sense, yeah. Because if you go to any country that has an embassy, uh, any, any embassy in the United States... The actual soil the building is on belongs to the country it's from. Mm-hmm. That so it's is a little not, piece you, of... You're in the United States, but it's a little piece of whatever country. Or you're in a foreign country, and there's a little piece of the United States there, because that's what that that place is, is regarded as legally. And I think, um, as Christians, we, have, we are the islands in that same sort of way. Yes, yes. Uh, the church, not necessarily the physical church, but the, the body of believers... Are that little physical island, and we should be our like homes a, should be that little physical yeah. island where we are residents from another place, and we make what's around us home like our home. You're right; that is good. And we are personally, we're supposed to be safe havens for other people, and our mm-hmm. homes should be safe havens for other people. You're right; we're making a little piece of heaven here on earth. Now, that doesn't mean you you get so comfortable in your home that you never. You don't want to ever go to see Jesus or, you know, it is our time on earth. And but again, it is a representation. It's not yes. a true thing. Right. So even an ambassador probably would really to long to go home and visit and mm-hmm. be where their true home is. Mm-hmm. I've got three verses I want to run okay. through us here. And the first one is First John 5.19. We know that we are from God, and mm. the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Mm. So that right there, John is saying, you're not from here. Mm-hmm. You're here in the world, but you're not of the world. Yeah. Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Mm. And then... So the world does not belong to God. The world currently belongs to the evil one. It's a an adulteration of God's original creation. Mm. And because of that, if we are who we are meant to be as citizens of heaven, mm-hmm. we should not be very well loved by the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that always is... I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I have thought about it in the past. I, as a pastor, I think about that. Mm-hmm. Now, if we, you're making absolutely everybody happy, yeah, then maybe you're doing are you something wrong. doing it right? Yeah, you know, because Jesus did not make people happy. Those who believed in Him and followed Him and were looking for Him, the ones that the ones that were saved, mm-hmm. He made ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But those of the world, 
that didn't want to accept him, just wanted him to be like them, say the Pharisees. Jesus made them very unhappy and very uncomfortable. So if you're making absolutely everybody happy all the time, and no matter who they are, they always feel a, you know... Acceptance of whatever they do. You know, there's there's a time when there has to be enough discernment that we separate that out. And there might be people that say, you know what... I'm not really comfortable around those guys sometimes because they might talk about Jesus or something. Mm-hmm. Then you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. I have another verse. That one. Yep. John 17, 15, Jesus says he's praying to his dad, Father, mm-hmm. I do not ask thee to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. And I also think, though I will say, not necessarily, I mean, if you're doing, if you're living for Jesus, um, when we say of the world, we're not so much talking about people because we're not fighting pe- flesh and blood. We're fighting principalities, but we're talking about the world system. But it's when you come up against that world system is when you will get what conflict with the world. So if right now, if, if like me personally here at home with Hawken, I don't come up against the world system much because... I'm not out in the public arena. But you could. And more so now than ever before because... Well, I'm not going to be saying The media, the internet, um, cell phones, we have... Even in isolation, we have more connection than ever before. Right. But I... And that's true. And some people do do that. But I don't feel the call to be confrontational on social media. No, I'm not saying confrontational. I'm just saying we have... Uh, the world has more ways to wiggle into your mind. Than well, that's ever true. That is true, and that it could has, be what it has we're more doing. Avenues yeah. to approach than ever before. You know, if you go back a couple hundred years, if we were living where we're living now, um, there wouldn't have been a town around here to go to. True. But now, um, we could be talking to somebody in New York City right now, mm-hmm. live on a. On a Facebook Live thing where you're actually Mm -hmm. seeing all the things that they're seeing in New York City. At the snap of your fingers, the click of a button, we can be somewhere in the world. Well, true. And we can be in the world in all the wrong ways in the same way. Yes, that is true. We are are exposed to all those things. Mm -hmm. So no matter how much you want to hermit yourself away, Mm -hmm. that's not true. Well, that's still going to be there. That's Um, true. And I'm not, you know... I go to school and I teach and I coach and I do those kind of things. Um, I might get exposed to it personally. Yeah, a that's little what more I mean, that like way. More, but like I'm not. I'm not or... any less exposed than you are. I don't really don't think. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah. But in the end. Oh, are we ending? John. Oh yeah, it is thirty-one minutes. John sixteen thirty-three. Mm. So I'm going to go to that. I'm going to end with that verse simply because. The world is a powerful thing, and we are foreigners living in that world. And you might feel powerless. Mm -hmm. If you're in a foreign country right now, and you lost your wallet, and you didn't know what to do, or if you were in a place, and you you were stuck in an airport somewhere where nobody spoke English, and you couldn't figure out where to go, or if you had a situation where your car broke down on the side of the road in the middle of the night in a country that you were not familiar with and you were scared in. Yeah. All of those things are frightening experiences where you're lost and you're just hoping somebody throws you an anchor. Mm-hmm. 
But in John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Mm. In the world you will have tribulation. Mm-hmm. That's a promise. But take heart. Mm-hmm. I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. Jesus says we're going to have challenges, but in the end, he wins. Mm-hmm. Game over. Game, set, match, done. And eventually he we'll wins. get to get on the the return flight and get to go home. We get to go to where God intended us to be all along before yeah. we got lost and wandered away. And I will say, some people think, I know, we're ending. Some people think heaven's going to be boring. That is so wrong because no, it's going to be amazing. And anything that's good on earth, if it's in heaven, it'll be like, it will be beyond good. And we just can't imagine. What is that first and second Corinthians? Oh, we had to memorize it in church. No eye has heard, no ears, no, no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind has imagined what God has planned for those who believe in him. And that's, it's like Second Corinthians 9 something. It's really bad. First Corinthians 2, 9. There you go. I knew there was a 9. Read that for me. Second, or First Corinthians 2, 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no what. And what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. Oh, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. God bless everybody, and be of the world, in the world, but not of it, and and just praise Jesus. And shine for the fact that we know that there's a better home waiting. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye.